Hey everybody, this is Daniel Thompson, and uh, are we gonna do some commentary on Ghost Rider? I know what you're thinking. Why did I choose Ghost Rider? Well, someone recommended mended it because it's a terrible movie, and I was like, you know, when was the last time I saw Ghost Rider? And it had to be probably 2007, maybe? Probably 2007. And, uh, you know, I never never rewatched it. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're seeing the Marvel credits now, back when that that's all that you could see, is just the Marvel credits, no Marvel Studios. I was kind of confused watching this the first time because it was very cowboy and I was like why is it a why does it feel like a western Sam Elliott has a cool voice so But why do all the Ghost Riders have to be country, though? Like, Sam Elliott's country in Nicolas Cage, I think, is kind of country in this one. And it was just off-putting. But whatever. And then, like, the devil in this, or Mephisto... You know, he's kind of cliche, like, like, I never really understood the whole Ghost Rider concept, like, if somebody gives you the power to do whatever, can't they just take that power away? So why is, like, a Ghost Rider, like, a problem for this guy? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but whatever, let's just, let's just keep watching. Ooh, the moon turned into a wheel. Was pretty creative. Universal presents Hot Wheels the movie. That's kind of what it looks like a Hot Wheels movie intro. Sort of. A Marvel Studios production. Man. This would be probably like the lowest ranked Marvel Studios movie like if it came out today. But, you know. Luckily, it's not officially Marvel, you know. You know, I think the person who directed this, uh, Mark Steven Johnson, he also directed Daredevil. And the theatrical cut of Daredevil, as you know, is not really that good. But the director's cut was really awesome. So I kind of expected this movie to be kind of the same. Because it's kind of competently made. Just from the beginning, you kind of get a sense of, of things. 
Johnny Blaze, cocky. And he's like coughing so bad just to telegraph, hey, I got cancer probably. <laughs> and it's kind of beating over the head with it that his father's sick. But, you know, you wouldn't really tell unless he's like coughing and all that. Which I thought was a little, I think is a little lazy on the, on the writer's part. Like all this stuff is, is, is pretty, uh, it's sped up really quickly. Like we get the romance, the relationship with the father in like two minutes. We're only two minutes in and this probably needed to be a good, you know, 10 minutes at least to really kind of flesh stuff out. remember that actor too the one that plays young johnny blaze he played on this show on wb called uh, jack and bobby and it was about like these brothers and he played the older brother and his younger brother was going to be the president someday so it was like a story about you know uh him looking after his brother i don't know it was stupid but i liked it <laughs> that was a weird tangent but you'll you'll wiki it i'm sure Oh, it's romantic. Okay, look at the look at the look at the book. Like, who falls asleep with that? Like, dangling. That's a heavy book. Like, there's no way he'd be able to like keep that. <laughs> from falling but whatever that's a nitpick too i'm gonna be nitpicking this whole movie just because some of the stuff just doesn't hold up logistically what else he's oh look he's got marlboro's cigarettes in his other hand empty it's like one of those things like with directors where it's like you have to show not tell but at, at the same time it's like certain things that you show and how you show it kind of make it look cheap yeah like this cancer has spread you know like there probably was was a better way to kind of give that information out but all of this is kind of sped up to make it get to the fun stuff i guess and then here comes the devil Blowing light bulbs out for cool effects. But see, how do you not know this guy isn't the devil, though, when you see him? Like, he's entrenched in shadows, and he's talking all, like, mysteriously. He's either that or some type of, like, pimp or something. And he's trying to, like, get him as, like, a gigolo. <laughs> he's got like a cane and he's like maybe you'll ride for me one day this actually this upcoming shot is pretty cool you'll see the shadow of 
Memphisto, and it's like this like creepy demon figure or whatever. And I thought that was a really nice touch. It was creepy and a cool, quick little shot. Right here, yeah, that's cool. That was cool. But I feel like he's not that desperate at this point to make a deal with him. You know, like you find out your parent is has cancer like that night. You know, would you really make a deal with this guy? Or would you kind of wait until it got like real bad? Like, I feel like he, the dad needed to be, like, really messed up. And look at him looking around like he's trying to find something to pick. Like, he didn't know he wanted his soul from the get-go. That was good. And I do like the concept of the value that people don't place on something that you can't see like your soul like because that's kind of an abstract concept right like you don't really know what it's worth or if it even exists and all that so you signing off something that some crazy person says they'll you know trade you something for it you know seems like a pretty easy deal you know not knowing that it'll bite them in the butt and then that nick right there that 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 really was kind of I don't know, crappy of him to do that because it's like he didn't sign it technically. He didn't know that thing was going to cut him. It just seemed like a really bad deal. Like, I don't know. You look great. But he's been looking great this whole movie so far. Like, he hasn't looked sick. But, you know, he's going to smoke all those Marlboros again, and then they're going to be in the same situation. So, I mean, you can't take easy shortcuts. <laughs> but then that's the, the cynical person in me, I guess. Oh. Man. That's rough. Rough way to go. I guess he tripped. But if this was like a darker movie, he would have got like burned alive or something. That would have been way more traumatic than him, you know, being like, oh, I fell and now I'm going to sleep. Goodbye. You know, it just seems very PG-13-ish. And I know the movie's PG-13, but they could have easily said, you know, your father died in the fire, you know, and it would have been it would have stayed with him a lot stronger.
Oh, and then the pointing. I remember that. That was so cheesy. But couldn't he have killed the dad when he needed him? Like, he didn't have to kill him. He didn't have to kill him, like, right then. If he didn't need him immediately. I don't know. Man, we're only 13 minutes in, and they've gotten into the origin that quickly. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Ah, uh, poor young Eva Mendez. Driving off. It's pretty cold. But hey, how do you explain it? It's like, would you tell your significant other, like, hey, I made a deal with this guy. Turns out he's the devil, but let's go, like, do our own thing for a while before he calls on me. Oh, here we go. Nicolas Cage introduction. Good old crazy train music. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the concept here is that he is super successful in his stunt cyclist, you know, activities that you know he is risking his death knowing that he can't die because he made this deal with the devil so he's just living off of the fruits of that deal you know fun trivia fact this was actually an accident when they shot the movie but the stunt guy survived and they got his permission to use that mess up and it's a good shot it looks looks legit because it is legit i guess Don't you hate it in, well, me, I hate it in movies when they slow things down in post-production when they didn't shoot it for slow motion at the start. It just looks kind of crappy, but yeah. Back's fine, Johnny. But you know, I've talked a lot of crap about Nicolas Cage, but I do think this interpretation of Johnny Blaze is 
unique. It's only something Nicolas Cage could think of, I think. He's like the Elvis of <laughs> stuntmen, stunt drivers. So it's like if Elvis sold his soul to the devil and he became the Ghost Rider. That's kind of what he was going for. I do like that he doesn't drink alcohol and just eats jelly beans because, you know, if you had all this traumatic stuff happen to you, alcohol probably would be something you'd stay away from. But it's not something that most actors would think of imbuing their characters with uh, for that character. So I will say that's the fun thing about Nicolas Cage movies is that he does stuff with his characters that are just kind of odd I like that actor, Donald Lowe. He's a really good actor. He was on a show sitcom called uh, "Grinded for Life" in the early two thousands, and it was it was very entertaining. And you know, he's had other roles since then, and he's it's just great to see him a lot of the time. Ooh, I remember seeing that in the trailer. It was pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff that's like kind of just shot for being cool or trailer moments. And it's kind of weird to see in the movie. I don't know. Okay, so now you get the main bad guy of the movie. Wes Bentley's character. I can't for the life of me remember that character's name in the movie <laughs> it's really weird watching this because like i said i haven't seen it in a long long time it's weird that they didn't really embrace the biker culture either in this this flick you know you think they would have kind of form, formed johnny blaze as more of you know the biker circles but you know Maybe for the reboot. Oh, here we go. Yeah, bucko. Oh, and this is when he pokes him in the nipple. Yeah, gives him the ultimate nipple twister. Ugh. I do. Or something like that. Maybe he'll say... I think he'll say that. I do. Yeah, there you go. Always wanted to walk into a biker club like that. 
saloon doors. But, you know, I don't want to get beat up. I just feel like I would get beat up in that situation. Like, what are you doing here, boy? I feel like this is probably what Nicolas Cage watches on his free time anyway, so. <laughs> Again, the jelly beans this is a pretty good quirk. And, you know, at the core of Ghost Rider... It is a good question that is asking about, you know, if you make a mistake, if a person makes a mistake, do you think they should suffer the consequences for making that mistake for the rest of their lives? And, you know, I think the movie kind of botches that concept, but it's, you know, one of those philosophical questions that you, you can't tackle easily in a movie like this. Ominous. Back to the saloon. Okay, and the one bartender chick is freaked out of her mind because she just saw all those guys get nipple twisters that turn them into husks. And she's like, not my nipple. <laughs> but why do people do that in horror movies, though? Like, why get up? Like, obviously, stay there. Hmm. Bummer. He didn't really have good lines in this movie either, but <laughs> a paycheck's a paycheck. Oh, and then you got the his weird monster squad in this movie. And that one guy that looks like he's in the Black Eyed Peas. Not that guy. That guy just looks 
add moist plot exposition oh here we go the black eyed peas guy now, doesn't he look like the Black Eyed Peas guy? The, I don't remember the dude's name in Black Eyed Peas, but he's got the long dreads. Light-skinned dude. <laughs> Seems like they kind of decided to save their money on the the budget with them not looking like monsters and just being like pale white guys. Like, it just seems like a missed opportunity. Like, you could have done some really twisted creature designs and had them go up against that. But instead, they didn't want to be too occultic for the audience, which I think is stupid because whoever's watching the movie is going to see a flaming skull that, about a dude who sold his soul to the devil. So that's as occultic as you can get. So why not just go fully deep into it but whatever more nerd rants i like the cane it's pretty tight though i like canes more ominous foreshadowing him just chugging hot coffee You know, maybe we're missing a good movie, an, a good Elvis movie with Nicolas Cage. I think that probably would be an entertaining movie. Oh, here we go. Love interest. It's good lighting, though. I like that introduction. Take off the glasses. They really cast a good, good younger actress to to look like her. <laughs> She's just digging in all her dirt. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty much how guys talk to their significant others most of the time. How was your day? Good. <laughs> I 
I feel like we're in a, t- a weird time vortex watching this because it's so 2007. You know, like, the movies that were coming out were like Spider-Man 3, this, Fantastic Four 2. Just, it was just a weird time for movies, for cinema, blockbuster cinema. <laughs> that is pretty great, though. He just keeps upping the ante. See, this all could have been in earlier in the movie. Instead of the flashback. But whatever. This would be pretty crazy to see in real life, though. This whole soundtrack is like perfect for the tone that they're going for. Like fun blockbuster movie. It's not what I would think of though when I would watch or think of Ghost Rider. So it's just, it's interesting.
I remember that. So it's kind of coming back. You're crazy. Pretty direct. I mean, that might have not worked out in his favor. And, you know, now, if this movie came out now, it would be like, that is so uncool. You know, he just kissed that girl without his, without her consent. But, you know, all of the things about Johnny Blaze in this movie are what Nicolas Cage actually believes in, you know. So it's, I think for him probably was one of the roles of a lifetime for him to play. Man, this editing. Abercrombie and Fitch. Turn off the lights, save the light bill. Retire. Boy, this scene needed like a couple of rewrites. You know, like I like to think of like how I would do it if I had a had the opportunity to write this. Like it probably would I think it would be cooler. But that's just that's me. Okay. In the eight ball, like that's so quirky. Like who would bring a giant eight ball? But I guess now if you did it like today, if you did the movie today, the eight ball would be like an app that she had on her cell phone. But you know, it's 2007, so cell phones weren't as big. You know, they were flip phones and stuff. Oh, here's the smoking hand transformation scene. Trailer shot right here. Yeah, the turnaround. Gotta love shots like that. It's calling to him. 
But where did the motorcycle go? Hmm. She's like reliving past childhood trauma right now. It's kind of rough to watch. <laughs> Getting stood up yet again. Yeah, that would be pretty painful. think when something creepy happens in movies and people notice something creepy is happening what would happen if they just went on about their business like they didn't notice it like if you heard something while you were sleeping you just go back to bed and then maybe the thing is like dang I really thought he was going to get out of bed <laughs> you know just foil his plans but you know curiosity and all that That is one cool motorcycle. Not gonna lie. They really pulled out all the stops. I wonder if Nicolas Cage owns this. Like if he like. Just outright bought it after the movie was over. Keep it as an antique. Oh here we go. The point. You. And Peter Fonda's a really good actor, so it's just, it's fun to watch him play this type of role. You can see he's having fun with it, because it's so, like, melodramatic. Under contract. It's how most rappers probably feel when they realize they're being underpaid. <laughs> yes, you are. It's pretty cool. Ghost Rider to me is like one of those characters that are just like subconsciously cool. Like just the visual image of them are cool. Like kind of like Venom. You know, it's just something that gravitates people towards that look. Oh, this is cute. How fast is he going? 
Ah, uh, Peter Griffin. He's like, Wes Bentley, is that you? Why is he still talking to this dude? Like, just run, bro. These guys look... Look at that guy. He looks sick. <laughs> and that guy's laughing. I would have been like, I need to get out of here. Hmm. I say this is the most memorable part of the movie for me is the first transformation because Nicolas Cage just gets to go all Nicolas Cage in this scene. Like he's laughing and then he's screaming because it's like the Ghost Rider's happy to kind of come out for the first time after all this time waiting. That shot, that's cool. Feet on fire. Here we go. Nicholas Cage laugh. <laughs> I always thought the music was interesting, interesting choice because you'd think, or like music wise, it would be like kind of good, more metal. You're going down. It's like, who wrote all these lines? For the character, it's just not not fun. It's not meaty. Hmm. Oh, got stuck. Water guy. It's weird that they thought like regular ways that you kill somebody is a way that you could kill a ghost rider. Like the dude's a flaming skull on fire. Why would you hit him with a truck? What is that going to do? But whatever. It looked cool. First guy to die. It's always that guy. He ain't so tough. You ain't so cool. Mm, doesn't have a face. It's rough. 
That was a cool line. It's pretty cool. And here he is demonizing the car or the, the motorcycle, which is pretty cool. Like, I remember seeing internet pictures of like promotional shots of what the hell bike looked like. And it was it was really cool. And the sound, the noise it makes, it's really cool. Like, there's some aspects of this movie that are actually really not that bad. It's just half and half. Damn. It's pretty cold. Shrug. <laughs> he probably hears that all the time, though. Oh, that's what's her face from uh the singing movie. Ah, you guys are like, how do you not know her name? Uh, from Pitch Perfect. I can't remember her name, but she was great in this. Oh. <laughs> That's a pretty cool concept, too. The penance stare of making people that do evil kind of feel the pain that they've inflicted on others forever. It's pretty dark. So they basically have to live in this existential hell for the rest of their lives. Pretty dark, but cool too. But it makes it interesting to think about what they could have done with that concept where Johnny Blaze thinks that no matter what you've done, you know, do you deserve to, you know, pay for a mistake that you made forever? You know, so that's the inner conflict I think that he would have with the Ghost Rider's principles of doing that with guilty people and punishing people and stuff like that. Because he himself feels like he's been wrongfully punished, even though he made a mistake. But, you know, that's something that they didn't explore in this movie or the sequel. Pretty cool. It's like a reverse werewolf, I guess. 
And then here comes Sam Elliott yet again. Such a great voice. Like, ah, gross. But it's a great voice. Like, he, he, I could just hear him, like, narrating over anything. It's, it's pretty cool detail, too. His throat burns. You know, like, the the transformation has a heavy toll. And then leaving the water behind for him to drink. It's cool touch. He's like one of two people acting in this movie. Like actually acting. Like I think him and Nicolas Cage actually are doing a really good job with what they're given. For the most part. But Sam Elliott is like doing a great job. Who are you? Yeah, like some of these concepts are cool. Like being ghost, the ghost rider is a dangerous job, but you know, like in this movie, we don't really see that he could possibly be killed. So it's, the the, the mist or the the danger is kind of non-existent. Another trailer shot. He always plays a tough guy and stuff I've seen him in.
And that's the thing, too, is they didn't really make a good differentiation between Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider itself because they're two different entities, you know, but, you know, this is saying he, he saw everything he did and he felt everything that he did. And, you know, it's like these are things you kind of would want to do in a sequel where the lines would get kind of blurry between the Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze, like them kind of... Coming one, merging, and how dangerous that could be. I don't even know why I'm talking so philosophically about the Ghost Rider thing, but you know, it's hard to not talk about it when, you know, if you're a fan of this type of stuff and know the mythology and all that, you kind of just look at what the movie is and think about how much better it it could be. You know, it's got some charm. It's, it does have a little bit of charm to it. And, you know, that's also another interesting concept is that maybe not all Ghost Riders who made a deal with the devil had good reasons to make a deal with them. Like, some of them could have just made a deal to make lots of money, be super successful. And so, you know, it it adds some dimension to the mythology. I like her shirt, though. I leave bite marks. It's hilarious. I forgot she was in this movie, to be honest. But I'm glad she had a big career after this. Years after this. It's also a trailer moment. (laughs) I wonder if she improvised some of those lines. I feel like that's something a lot some lines she would improvise given her history and other movies.
I feel like they really made his eyes blue in this scene. Have they always been just blue the whole movie? I think, like, the colors did something in it. Yeah, I don't think his eyes are that blue. You were just a phase, Johnny. Ooh, the thing that's going to link them to him. But I'm like, how can the police really say he did something? Like, if he's like, if they found a license plate on the ground. I don't know. It's a little, a little bit of a stretch. Where do people get these books either? Like Amazon, Edward McKay's. I mean, I wouldn't really buy that type of book, but you know, still. <laughs> but then again, he's Johnny Blaze. He's got all this money and he's invested his interest in the occultic stuff. So he probably easily get his hands on that. And this was another thing that they were trying to do that he could somehow harness the Ghost Rider. Which I kind of didn't like. I, I, but I get why they, why they were playing with that idea. It just seemed a little too easy. Not that I'm saying Nicolas Cage himself could not figure out how to do that. Because Nicolas Cage is wise enough to know how to control the entity within him if he were... One day possessed by some demonic entity. Yeah, that'd be real awkward. Your date comes over and sees you have all these like occultic books. I'd be like, wow, dodge that bullet. Don't want to end up sacrificed by this guy. <laughs> oh, look at that forced romantic tension. Didn't I didn't buy it. Sorry.
And yeah, when I look at this, I'm like, it must have been kind of hard for Eva Mendez in this movie because, you know, it's like they didn't really give her a lot to play off of. They were just like, you're the love interest. And that probably is tough in a lot of these action superhero movies and stuff because you're trying to ground these female characters as as real people. But, you know, it's like, this is like the 2007 version of superhero movies. It was harder to do, I feel like, than it is now. Like, she's kind of a caricature in this. Like, no matter what he does, she's just going to forgive him automatically. Like, it just doesn't really ring true. <laughs> That's kind of a great reaction moment for him saying that. Very good hand actor.
And, you know, I think some of the concepts for the screenplay were kind of good ideas. Like, you know, you put Ghost Rider in a prison or Johnny Blaze in a prison. That's just a recipe for a disaster. Me, if I was ever interrogated. Yeah, they're all ripe for the picking. I like the moment when he's in there and he starts to laugh because it's just like, this is like the perfect environment for this thing to really wreak some havoc. And then the audience in the theater at the time was like, ooh. Yeah, great moment. Very cheesy. Could have been shot a lot, of, a lot cooler, but whatevs. And then I get a jacket upgrade. Because, you know, this creature has a style. Hmm. Now he's edgy. Cool explanations for how he has that look, I guess. Cool shot. But if that kid was the only innocent one in there, why didn't he do the pendant stare to all the other guys in there or kill them? But, oh wait, because it's PG-13. But, you know, sometimes our ratings help. And sometimes they don't. Like Ghost Rider 2. 
wasn't really uh, that much better being rated R. But, you know, hey. It all depends on the writing. Oh, and then this poor priest. He's got a demon in his church. Sucks for him. I think some of the movements, you know, being otherworldly were interesting choices. He's like, just because I'm Spanish doesn't mean I know what contracts of San Vincasa mean. <laughs> oh, he does know. He wasn't being racist. Cool. This was a cool shot, him riding on the water. It's like that thing can ride on anything. Cool concept. Giving him the finger. Adding a little personality to the rider. It's pretty fun. It's a shame, though, that he goes up against, like, these humanoid villains, you know? It would have been cooler if he was going up against creatures, but... Again, budget, I guess. How is he going to outthink this thing? Trailer moment, too. 
Or no, I think it's when he like reaches the top. That's like the most popular shot of the marketing for Ghost Rider at the time. Or no, I was wrong. I know it when I see it. I didn't really like the cowboy aspect of the Ghost Rider entity, but I mean, I guess it takes on the personality of Johnny Blaze a little bit. It's a cool shot coming up. This shot, yeah. They're just getting closer and closer. It's going to need a lot of therapy. Uh. He's like, you can't catch the wind. Oh, I didn't know that was going to be an actual line. Poor rising. But hey. He's got a solution for that. Yeah, these elementals are like not even real challenges for him. Oh, here's a trailer shot coming up. Boom. Everybody, when they saw this shot, were like, oh, we got to go see that movie. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, we have to see this. That's a cool shot. After seeing that, though, I probably would go to church more often, though. I think. You know, like, look at that thing. It's got, like, a flaming skull on a motorcycle. I'd be like, all that stuff is real. (laughs) I think it would change a lot of people's perception on Supernatural. I thought that was cheesy, the blue flame because he's like in love with her or whatever that wasn't needed
Yeah. And he's like, oh, he he has a weakness. A plan is forming. But, you know, it's like, you know, the damsel in distress thing, it's not needed in, a, in this type of movie. But if they were a little bit more creative with the weaknesses that the Ghost Rider had, it would be more fun. And Sam Elliott doing nothing but Working out, chopping wood when he knows everything. And that's weird, too, that everybody knows Johnny Blaze is this flaming creature thing. It's like... No one's going to doubt that. Like, people's heads can't turn in on fire and into skeleton flames, you know? Like, but if it's like the Marvel Universe, then it becomes more, you know, believable because they already have something like the Hulk and Spider Man and Iron Man. All these things are fantastical, so it'd be easier to swallow. And then he's talking about himself becoming a ghost rider, but he's like saying he's, it's a dead person. You know, it's just weird. I like that leather jacket, though. I would get one. But I don't know if I'm like a stud leather jacket type of person. Like a small one that he's got on. Might be too a little bit too much for me. Maybe not. And then she actually believes him now that he sold his soul to the devil and his this creature and decides to go visit him. I'm like, would you do that though? I don't I don't know if I would. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe I need to stay away from this person for a little a little while. Maybe call him over the phone. The gravy train on biscuit wheels is a line I've used, I mean, for years after watching this movie. And I didn't even know I got it from this movie. But it just clicked that this is the movie that gave me that. Gravy train on biscuit wheels.
Not the strongest acting here. Weight loss program. Man, Wes Bentley really like phoned it in in this this flick. Oh, he was like, "Ah, oh, man, Max did shame." See, it's interesting that the Ghost Rider knows all this stuff, but it doesn't know anything about this this entity. Like, some plot holes here. Spare your girl's life. I like how they have this like uh, indigestion sound for the demons making growls. It's like, it's kind of <laughs> super cheesy. <laughs> but somebody was like, this will work. This sounds otherworldly. Let's just get a, you know, some sound effects with some stomach gurglings. Get hiding spot. No one would ever suspect the shovel. I mean, he, he does, but whatever. But he didn't sell his soul for love, though. He didn't even know that the, the guy wanted his soul, really. He just was reading the piece of paper and accidentally nicked his finger. And then the deal was set. So it wasn't even a, a real deal. Like, it was a really crappy deal. And I think that's probably because the studio felt weird about having their main good guys sell their soul to the devil, like, intentionally. But I think if they do a remake of Ghost Rider, they have to do that. It's like, it makes the character more tragic. Ooh, a pretty horsey. Majestic.
little did we know that wasn't the last ride he had left in him because you know he's doing a the old town road dance off in the Super Bowl commercial earlier this year. Cool. Demon Horsey. Trailer moment, too. It's a cool shot. There are some really cool shots in this movie. I'm not going to lie. Ghost Riders in the sky. Ah, the animal didn't deserve that, but it looked cool though. So, those are the rules. San Vanganza. He just drove with him and just decided, "Hey, this is your your call, bro, buddy." Like, I don't know. I'm like, how do you last that long if you only had like 10 minutes worth of changing? He was saving it to ride with one more person. Just a little lazy riding. As a grave digger. And then what are the rules? Like, has he been Ghost Rider all this time and doing Ghost Rider stuff and been waiting for somebody else, some other moron to sell their soul? Or is it just like multiple people can sell their souls and then you have multiple Ghost Riders? Like, they weren't really clear on that. And then he's been alive for a long time. So, like, why? Like, he hasn't aged that badly in all the time he's been alive is it because of the ghost rider and now that he can't change anymore into the ghost rider is he just have however many years left on his life before he dies or what you know weird stuff weird stuff to think about cool set Boiling water. Man, those water effects really not that not that good. Don't hold up <laughs> in two thousand twenty.
This movie kind of feels like a Universal Pictures ride. Like, it's kind of cheesy horror, you know, like, adventure Cool hero shot. Boom. Looks like we got ourselves a standoff here. Cat purr. like why not rip up the piece of paper why can't he just rip some fire off of his head and throw it at him It's one weakness. He sure takes his sweet time to do stuff. Must reach gun. In time. That's all he had to say. Hmm. Now right, here we go. It's about to level up. Guess it was a little much for him.
Yeah, that could have been. Could have been cooler. Lame. Because I'm the ghost rider. It just made him like a zombie. Like, that's what he wanted? And walking with a limp now? I mean... Seems like a downgrade. Nice. Oh. Yeah, gross. She's like, oh my lord. <laughs> Actually, her reactions aren't really like realistic at all. But, whatever. Got him. Mm. Eyeballs burnt to a crisp. Gross. That's kind of how I feel watching this movie, though. <laughs> Blue flames for love. Passion. It's the hottest fire of all. Blue love. Didn't anybody teach her not to touch fire? Blue fire, too? 
But, you know, romantically, he wasn't going to let her get burned. Because, you know, that's romantic. And I'm sure, I think when I saw this, there were a lot of aws in the theater. I can't remember. I just remember being underwhelmed that this movie was already at the climax at this point. I saw this with my brother. This is like 2007. And then this makes no sense. He gave him the power and he's like, all right, now I want the power back. And Johnny Blaze is like, nah, I'll keep it. Use it for good. Because I'm the ghost rider. Yeehaw. I feel like he would have killed him anyways if he had given him back the Ghost Rider powers since it's the devil. So, you know, you can't really trust him to uphold his end of the bargain. So, you know, I think anybody probably would have did the same. It would have been more accurate if he was like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you one day. You know, but it never was that. It just was, I'm going to find evil people. And so you don't really have a plan for more than one movie at a time. You know, like, if he had said that in this movie, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, that's the inevitable third movie. He finally gets to go off against him and, like, defeat him or whatever. And what are the consequences of that, you know? But, you know, they never really got there, obviously, because it's an uninspired script. So there's that. you don't make a choice the choice makes you this movie has a lot of quotes in it that like aren't really don't really make any sense some some of the time but they're like kind of deep they're trying to be deep <laughs> like i can see the screenwriter like typing that line at his computer smirking thinking he wrote like something awesome he's like yeah that'll work people will love this but hey the movie got made, so who am I to judge, you know? I haven't made a feature-length film yet, so who am I to completely crap on this movie? Except I'm an audience member, so I, I kind of have that right, I guess, you know? And if you like the movie, if you love it, you know, that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you for your taste, you know? I'm just saying for me, it wasn't, you know, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that good. An hour and 42 minutes in, looking at my watch. Well, 
That was Ghost Rider, guys. Directed by Mark Steven Johnson. Screen story and screenplay by Mark Steven Johnson. So he gets the double whopper of really just driving this into the crapper. To put it lightly. You know, I, I remember sitting in the theater with my brother. And like, there were no claps, nothing. I looked at him. We just looked at each other and we're like, eh. You know, and I was like, okay, so I feel like everybody else probably feels like this. But I hope you guys enjoyed the movie. This is my first test in my quarantine to kind of give you guys something while we wait for all this whole quarantine nonsense to be over. So uh, if you guys got any recommendations of other terrible things or good things for me to watch, feel free to keep asking and recommending so yeah alrighty guys peace yippee yay